Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hello and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. My name is Chris Conway and today we're taking a look at stocks trading their 52-week lows. Are there bargains to be had or should investors steer clear? Joining the conversation, Hamish Tadrill from SJ Hiscock and Reese Bertles from Martin Curry. Let's dive right in. First up, we're taking a look at packaging company Aurora. Hamish, I'll come to you first. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Look, we've got a hold on this. We like Aurora. It's a very defensive business. Um, uh, it's Australian and uh, US businesses have actually been performing very well over the last uh, 12, 24 months, um, particularly the cans business in Australia, which is benefiting from craft and some of the innovation there. Uh, the Saver Glass acquisition, uh, though, was a big deal and uh, it's an expansion into a new market um, in premium glass in France um, and in Europe primarily um, uh, and in premium spirits. And uh, we don't see a lot of synergies, or there are very little synergies in this deal. We think they've paid a fairly full price. Um, and I guess we've got some reservations about the French market, um, just from the perspective that we have invested in there through businesses like Ramsey and so forth, different industry, but just the nature of those markets, particularly around labor and labor laws, um, concern us a little bit. So at the moment, we really think that you know, they've bought I guess an option to grow, uh, but we just need to get a little bit more confidence around uh, the execution in that before we would be a buyer. Reese, it's down around 7% year to date, but it's trading at levels not seen since February 2021. For you, is it a buy, hold or a sell? Uh, for us, this is a buy. Um, really, for the, one of the first times for us. We like their strong business in Australia and the US business has been doing a lot better in terms of their margin improvement program um, with new management and an SAP system than we expected. And you know, post those August results, the stock was actually up um, seven, eight percent because that margin's really been doing better than expected. Um, but since that time, the stock's now trading at a 25% lower price, and it's all down to that saver glass acquisition. So we're, you know, the, really the company hasn't got the benefit for that for the good execution on their existing business. And then with saver glass, you know, we, we do see it as um, a business with growth options because um, it is very well invested in terms of their plants and they have the opportunity to take on new customers to build out, um, to use all the capacity that's been installed. And, and because they're in that more um, upper end of the market, um, the cost of their product is quite low compared to the overall um, product that's been sold. So they're not quite as under the same pricing pressure as other, other areas. So um, we're, we're um, buying that for the first time really. Next up, we're talking Babcor, of course, the provider of automotive parts and accessories. Reese, I'll stay with you, buy, hold or sell. Um, this one's a sell for us. You know, it's been an M&A roll-up over many years um, and had a very good um, growth track record. But it now has um, a new management team and their, their focus is away from M&A and it's all about efficiency. Um, so it's had a PE rating that really goes with that growth story, um, but it's stalled. Um, earnings have been falling and going sideways. 
and they've got this, this focus on efficiency with just so many um, individual items that they have to hit, so many people responsible for it, so many things they're tracking. We just think it's almost a laughable program to deliver um, cost savings and the um, brokers and consensus have added that to earnings um, going forward and we don't think it will be achieved. And then just in their recent AGM update, the reality is striking. They're losing market share and they're suffering cost pressures. So for us, it's a sell. Hamish, this one's taken a pretty big hit this year. It's down 17%, but then again, a lot of retail has. For you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Look, I think uh, it's a hold for us. You know, the company has had a significant derate um, post the AGM, as Reese mentioned, and stock's down sort of 20%. We think it's trading at a much more realistic sort of valuation. Um, it is a defensive business, providing uh, auto parts. 70% uh, of the business is sort of auto parts to mechanics and the like. So uh, the risk is that uh, you might see a little bit of um, thrifting, I guess, uh, as consumer belts tighten. Uh, but at the end of the day, you've got to get your car repaired uh, at some point. So it's more a deferral rather than, you know, um, uh, lost sales necessarily. There has been a fair bit of management change. Um, and I think that's one of the big questions around the stock at the moment in terms of um, some of the initiatives and the change of management. Um, and the other thing I'd just highlight is just the, uh, the cost pressures, um, I guess, and some of the questions around just sort of uh, the pricing power that they actually have. They've had a very good history of being able to pass price on, uh, but I guess in an environment where maybe the consumer is getting a little bit tougher, uh, where uh, their ability to be able to price, uh, pass price increases on at the same rate as they have historically, may be constrained, particularly in an environment where a lot of that I think is going to be driven by the $8. Uh, they import you know, a fair bit of the manufacturing parts from overseas. So you know, I think uh, there's some reservations around the earnings, but you know, the valuation I think looks fair uh, where the stock is today. Last stock that we'll analyse is Lendlease Group, of course, the global property and infrastructure group. It has not been without its challenges. Hamish, I'll stay with you. Buy, hold or sell. I think it's pretty fair to say that this has been a graveyard for you know, investors over the last sort of decade or so. And um, we're probably a hold at this, at this point. The um, you know, question in our mind is more uh, whether it's a sell um, rather than sort of a buy just at the moment. Um, I think that there's been a lot of focus or a lot of change again in this business. New management team that's come in under Tony Lombardo. Um, uh, really tried to simplify the business, sell some of the non-core assets. Um, getting out of construction, you know, focusing much more on development and investment. Um, but the problem I think here at the moment is that um, you know, the cycle's not moving against them. Um, and uh, I think there's headwinds, that continuing earnings headwinds that the business is going to face. So I just don't see a catalyst for a re-rating at the moment. And I think as part of the restructuring, um, you know, earnings and returns targets have been reset. Um, and to this point, the company sort of struggled to even hit those sort of refreshed earnings targets. So I think there's, um, there's still a bit of water to go under the bridge here. Reese, down 22% uh, year to date. Is it a looking attractive at all? Is it a buy, hold or sell for you? Uh, we think it's still a sell. Um, you know, it's really about the capital cycle. So, you know, in, in development, um, there's the cost to build, the returns you get on the cost to build, and then your cost of capital. And, and over recent years, obviously, the inflation has been rising significantly. So projects that they might have committed to on a, um, on a capital basis, you know, construction costs are rising still for them. At the same time, 
Um, they, they locked in the prices in many cases in terms of you know, the yield that they would earn um, on that project. And so the, that yield now looks quite low compared to their cost of capital as, as interest rates keep rising. So we think they're destroying capital as they still focus on trying to deliver a growing pipeline at a time when you should probably be thinking more about bunkering down. So I think that's the problem. You know, the valuation's fallen a long way, but they're still destroying capital. For something a little different, we're now going to take a look at market segments. Each of the gents have bought along a stock within that segment. First up, we're talking infrastructure. We're going to stay with Reese. I think you've got Atlas Arteria for us. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, Atlas is a buy for us. Um, you know, in the last 12 months, it has suffered from that rising rate environment with, with bonds, as well as the bid from IFM not coming along and it, they did an acquisition um, with an equity raise. So it's been um, quite a tough period of time for them um, in the last 12 months. But today it's got a 7% uh, dividend yield and it has very strong inflation protection in their business, both in their French and in their Chicago toll roads with um, strong CPI plus um, type increases in tolls. So a 7% yield plus that inflation um, growth um, is very strong for a defensive asset. And especially now as we're getting to uh, um, bond yields, potentially you know, getting to a, a, a level they could stop going up, um, you know, those sorts of real assets are likely to do better than they've been doing in recent times. Hamish, you've taken a look at Transurban, another toll road operator. For you, buy, hold or sell? Yeah, look, for many of the reasons that Reese has already expressed, we sort of like Transurban. Um, uh, again, it's been a stock that's been impacted by rising bonds and, you know, long duration. Uh, it's trading on sort of about a 5.5% yield. Uh, but it's also got, uh, we think, some good growth optionality within the network, particularly in Brisbane and, and Sydney still, in terms of you know, lane extensions and, um, uh, and the like. Um, so uh, we continue to see the business growing quite strongly, um, you know, that sort of mid to high single digit growth um, over a, you know, a long period of time. As Reese said, you know, I think we're of the view that bond yields have risen a lot and we really focus on real yields. So if you look at real yields are sort of over 2% at the moment, um, you know, nominal yields are probably sort of just below 5%. And so that's implying about sort of 2.7% inflation. And we think that you know, as you look out um, over the sort of the medium to longer term, that's reasonable. The other thing about Transurban, it too is able to sort of capture that inflation through you know, the toll increases, which are sort of built in. And so it's giving you that sort of uh, you know, uh, insulation or inflation hedge. The gents have also run the ruler over the REIT space. That has been badly beaten up, as everyone knows. Hamish, I'll stay with you. Vicinity Centres is the one that you want to have a look at. Is it a buy, hold or sell for you? It's a buy for us. Um, you know, we think that we, we like the retail space, um, probably over office and industrial at this point. Um, yeah, we recognise that you know, financial conditions are tightening and the consumer is going to be probably doing it a bit tougher. But you know, if you look at retail assets over the longer term, um, they've really traded more around, particularly premium assets like vicinity, they've really traded more around population growth and you know, barriers to entry into the market. And you know, vicinity has some very, very high quality assets, owns 50% of Chadston, uh, but has a number of other high quality assets in the, port, in the portfolio. It's trading at a 25% discount to NAV, um, which we think is attractive. And you know, I think that if you look at the cap rates versus um, uh, for the portfolio, that's building in a fair bit 
a bit at, a bit at the moment. Um, and it's also offering you around about a 7% yield. So um, we think it's attractive. Reese, Dexas is the REIT that you've taken a look at. Buy, hold or sell? Uh, Dexas is a sell. Um, you know, it's obviously come back a long way, um, but bond yields have gone up a lot. And yes, the cap rate on, on Dexas is now over 7%. So notionally, it starts to look a bit more attractive at that sort of level, but it's an office you know, a property owner. So um, there is too many office buildings in the world. Um, large corporations are still cutting back their space um, just, just don't find they need as much as they did before. And you saw that with um, vacancy rates rising in, in Dexas by 1.5% um, in the last half. But just like Lean Lease, the, the big problem is that the companies are not focused on going, um, we might have an undervalued asset. They're still investing to protect their reputation in growth. And so they're going ahead with new buildings in both Sydney and Brisbane um, on 5% development yields whereas their cap rate is already 7% and their cost of debt is near that 7% level. So again, they're destroying capital rather than focusing on creating value for shareholders. That wraps up this episode of Buy, Hold, Sell. If you liked it, make sure to give it a like and don't forget to follow our YouTube channel because we're adding great content every single week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.